Welcome to Distant Replay, Episode 2. My name is John and Sarah, and to the left of me, I got Jeff Doherty. Say hello, Jeff. Good day, guys. And then over beside him, we got Mike Sisko. Old man's back. Old man Sisko's in the house. How you boys been? Good, good. Well, not as good as Jeff. Yep. One, uh, one DraftKings. $2,100 on uh, DraftKings playing basketball, which I'm not even a huge basketball fan, but uh, lucky night. And how much did you spend to win that 2100 bucks? A solid $8. Wow. You're, it's guys like you, the reason I don't gamble. Because every time I spend five or ten bucks, I don't even come close to winning. Nice guys finish first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then were you just away for a week, too? I was away for a bit. Where was um, that? Here, there, and everywhere. But uh, we'll keep that out of it. I'm getting over a cold, too, which uh, is nice. I see. Well, nice. Welcome back. Good Thank little you. welcome back present for you. And Mike, how you been? Good. I just got back from Yarmouth. Ah. The armpit of Nova Scotia. How was <laughs> old Yarmouth? Oh, good. I, uh, my father made me breakfast for the first time in 54 years of my life. Was, oh, nice. What do you make you? Uh, bacon and eggs, man. There you go. <laughs> I'll come that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> bacon involved. I know. It'd be funny if he made you something like, you know, eggs benedict, like something really fancy. Like, you've been holding out on me this whole time, <laughs> yeah, Dad? No, no. He's a bologna guy. <laughs> we, we upgraded the bacon this weekend, though. Nice, good stuff. Well, I haven't, oh, I've been busy, I guess, um, just trying to hold it all together, really. I'm uh, getting back into hardball baseball this year, going to be coaching uh, men's senior baseball team, and uh, looking forward to that. It'll be challenging, but that's what happened over my last, since our last podcast. Which means our slow pitch team is losing our third baseman, slash... Outfielder. Right, but I'm going to try to recruit some of you guys to come play for the hardball team. Maybe we could work out a deal, a two-way deal. The play guy both. didn't get out once in playoffs, doesn't come back. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, couple notes about our, anyway, sec, welcome to our second podcast. couple notes about the last one. Uh, had some great feedback, so thanks to everyone who took time to write us a message. Um, except that John Moy, yes, I'm calling you out in person, John called me out for getting Darren Dalton wrong. He made that error in the game at third base, and I said it was Darren Dalton, and John Moy immediately corrected me, and it was Dave Hollins, and I haven't been able to sleep since, so I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, John. I told you you should have invited him. I know. <laughs> should Next time, next baseball one. Uh, also, we're missing Churchy this podcast because he's at a Halifax Mooseheads game. So he's going to be a little bit butthurt about missing this one because he's such a hockey guy. But he um, wants to do a 93 Habs one sometime. We'll get or, him I mean, in for 93 that. playoffs. 93 playoffs. I mean, Habs was a big part of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> we should, I was thinking that it would be fun to do just to stick it to Ottawa Senators fans to relive the four years in a row that the Leafs beat the Senators in the playoffs. Typical Toronto guy here. Yeah. But that might just be my Toronto bias coming through. Yeah, you got to have something <laughs> when it's been, you know, almost 60 years of. Losing right? small victories. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. <clears throat> All right. So the year is two thousand and two. We're talking about Canada winning gold medal. It's uh, at the uh, Salt Lake. First time in fifty years. First time in fifty years. Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, the Olympics there, and so two thousand and two. We're looking at. Pop music back in the day, the number one song of the year. Mike, did I show you this list yet? Or you no. Get, okay, guess what the number one song was in 2002. It's getting hot in here? It was not. I <laughs> tricked you this time. Oh, damn. No. That was number three. Number two was Ashanti. 
I don't know, Jeff. You were at the age where you might have known Ashanti. Ashanti wasn't uh, wasn't my jam. I Foolish, no, not your jam. Okay, number five was Ashanti. Was that a song or was that? That's a... the singer, and oh, the song the was <laughs> Foolish. Uh, here, okay, number eleven for the year was Avril Lavigne, Complicated. Number ten was Puddle of Mud. Oh, uh, blurry. blurry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Oh, there, Mike's got one. Number nine was Usher. You got a bad. Okay, number eight was Fat Joe featuring Ashanti. What's love? Uh, Lincoln Park's in there in the end. In the end, yeah. nice, good tune. Vanessa Carlton, a thousand miles. Mm, doesn't really. And then calling wherever you will go. I think I mentioned that already. And then number three was Nelly, uh, featuring Kelly Rowland. Nelly had numbers, or sorry, four and three. His dilemma, and then hot in here. Ashanti with foolish. And then the number one song of the year, according to whatever Google site I found on Google, was Nickelback. How you remind me. Ah, you remind me of Strawberry Jam. I like it. <laughs> Which isn't too surprising, because they were huge back then. Because everybody loves Nickelback, and, right? and nobody likes Nickelback, yet they're number one all over the place. Hey, Nickelback's not that bad. Mm. I don't know who Ashante is, so... <laughs> right? Yeah, I was, this must have been the beginning of when I kind of fell off the pop music world charts. Um, top movies of the year was... Uh, Number one was Spider-Man, so that would have been like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. That's the one where he's hanging upside down in the, in the rain. And yeah, I saw, when I was in California at Warner Brothers, I saw the alley where they did that scene, and they had to roll his um, mask up because the water was coming down and drowning him. <laughs> that's why they had to do that in that, in that uh, weird scene or whatever. Nice, nice little bit of trivia. Number two movie of the year was Lord of the Rings: Two Towers, which I just watched actually last weekend with my daughter. We watched the entire trilogy over the course of the weekend, and I think there was a snow day thrown in there. So, and like the last one on Netflix is like the four hour director cut. So yeah, it was a lot of uh, Lord of a lot the Rings. Of <laughs> I watched one Boxing Day. I watched the whole trilogy. Yeah. Oh my god. I had like bed sores and it takes stuff. A, yeah. <laughs> it was so long. <laughs> it's a commitment. <laughs> um, Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. Was that the first one that came out? Mm-mm. No, the, okay, two, obviously two. Episode 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> rewind and record over that. John's so. not good with numbers after <laughs> one. <Yeah. laughs> But that was the one with Jar Jar Binks, or was he in the first one? I don't know. I'm trying to vaguely remember. He was in the first one. Those ones I didn't watch at all. But he might have been in the second one, too. I can't remember. I watched them all when they came out, and then that was it. Never again. Um, He wasn't a kid anymore in the second one, I don't believe. Jar Jar Binks wasn't a kid? No, Anakin Skywalker. The number four movie was Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets. Is that the first Harry Potter? No. I'm 0 for 7, so... Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, And then also that year was some good movies that didn't actually do that well at the box office, but were good movies like Gangs in New York and uh, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, those are both DiCaprio Leo DiCaprio in his prime. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can was amazing. Um, Also, a movie that came out at that time that got a lot of play on our uh, baseball bus trips was The Rookie, the Disney movie. It's about the, the high school coach... Who starts throwing like ninety? Is that Dennis Quaid playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, it is. So the guy ends up making—I can't remember the guy's name. We should probably have Googled it, but he ends up. He goes to an open tryout, makes a team, and then I think he ends up playing for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. He can throw like ninety-four. 
something like that. Anyways, Maybe I got a chance, boys. <laughs> there you I'm going to join the Wildcats this year. 54-year-old <laughs> pitcher. All right. TV shows in 02 were kind of hurting. The top shows were, um, uh, like, Everybody Loves Raymond. Whoa! That's, that's a, a great show. show! I'm just saying, when we look at a little bit later, the shows change. Like, it stops being sitcoms. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see what and, you're saying. And, like, Friends was number one. Right. Uh, Survivor was still going strong. Oh, I, think I hate it, Survivor. Survivor, I love Survivor. Oh, man, it's you the same thing over and over again. I know, but it's such a neat, like, yeah, I know. study of people and leadership. I watched the first season, but then I was tired of it. <laughs> it's only on season 27. Yeah, now, I know. Something like that. Um, CSI. Did you guys watch CSI back a then? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, American Idol was going strong. Um, Survivor ER, I never really watched. Friends was still popular. Do you remember Joe Millionaire? No. So remember the show, Do You Want to Marry... So You Want to Marry a Millionaire? Anyways, no. they had a millionaire. Jeez, <laughs> like, where were you guys at this time? I don't know. They had a show... are foggy for me. Apparently. They had a show... They do better with the 70s. Where there was a bachelor and a bunch of girls, and the, the whole premise was that the girls were like gold diggers because they all wanted to get with this guy who was a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... To counter that, some some company came out with Joe Millionaire, so they had a guy like Mike Sisko pretending to be a millionaire, and they made the girls think that he was a millionaire, and then they all like, oh. gone over him. They all tried to fall in love with him, and then at the end, they're like, he's just a construction worker who makes like 40000 a year. Nice. So, yeah, and that show was In your doing face, well girls? <laughs> <laughs> um, another show from that era that I loved, I remember I was living in British Columbia at the time going to school, was a Maximum Extreme Challenge. Did you ever see? Oh never my God, you guys are the worst. Never heard television. Must be a West Coast thing. It next, was on too late for us East Coasters. Right? Next time I'm screening my, my co-hosts. <laughs> I had a young Make baby sure back then. I think my life was a little different. So. Fair enough. Okay, do you guys remember uh, like the World Series that year? Oh, was that the Anaheim Giants World Series? Yes. Oh my God, I don't even want to talk about that. It was such a good World Series. I was hoping for the Giants, and there was like a six-run inning or something. Anaheim came back and beat them. Yeah, it was Game Six, I think, and the Angels came back. They were like, I know. San Francisco was up by a lot. Remember, uh, was it Dusty Baker was the coach for for the Giants? He came out and he pulled Ortiz, the pitcher. And he gave him the game ball because they were up by like six runs in like the seventh inning or something like that. that. He gave him the game ball and said, you know, patted him on the butt and said, good game, get out of here. And then the Angels came back. Yeah, they had the rally monkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So the rally monkey just kept screwing things over. And I remember a Blue Jay to be, Troy Gloss, uh, fucking killed it that World Series. Won the MVP. Yeah. Yep. And a little bit of trivia, both were number four seeds going into that playoff. Um, the 2002 All-Star Game ended in a tie. I thought that was more recent than 2002. Oh, my God, I remember that. I was so angry. Yes. I stayed out and watched the whole game, and then they, oh, we're just going to call it a tie. <laughs> what? Ties are, the, ties are the worst thing <laughs> in the Oh, sport. my God. Um, so that led to Selig changing the all-star game format to the winning team getting home field advantage the winning league in the world series which i liked you did like it i, I did like yeah, it i kind of like it, it, it meant too, the yeah. all-star game meant something for yeah. a few years but they don't do it now again either so. well no everyone complained about it yeah, i guess I the know. players did like the player association i don't know 
It it's hard. No, I watched a little bit of. That. I watched about ten minutes of the Pro Bowl in football this year, and it is awful. It Garbage, is awful, yeah. awful. And the NBA All Star Game is terrible too. Hockey kind of changed a little bit. Three on three is not real hockey, fun. but it's fun. Yeah. I give it to that. But baseball All Star Game is actually quite fun because you get the stars and they're still playing baseball. They're not yeah, holding anything true. back. It's hard. It's hard to hold back in baseball. Yeah. Because if the pitchers only throw like seventy five. Yeah. Speed, then the hitters are just going to hit bombs off them, so they can't afford to do that. Um, the oh, of them, I think hockey is my favorite. Basketball, yeah, it's kind it's of just ridiculous. too. It's all offense there. Although I don't know, maybe I was researching this and I saw one from like two thousand this era, like two thousand one, was like Iverson versus Kobe, basically like East versus West. Oh, okay. And I think Iverson mounted like a. 30-point comeback in the last oh, no, few minutes. Anyways, it was really exciting, and they were getting really into it, and they ended up winning by, like, one basket or something. But it's never like that. It's not like that The cool thing about the baseball one, too, is that every team has a player. Which, yeah. in, you know, ba- you know other teams, you know, sports, you don't see that as much, which is just kind of cool. But I think they, they do. do. They do, do that in football. Do. You have to yeah, have a player from each team. And hockey. That's why Marner missed out this year, isn't it? Because Leafs already had Tavares and Matthews. Oh. And then, like... Team. Some <clears throat> crappy team needed a player. Um, most fun thing I found while researching this was, it's only got like 85 views on YouTube, and I sent you guys the link, and I, you probably didn't watch didn't it, but watch you should it. watch it, it. It was still at 85 afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen, and awesome all at the same time. So it's 1985 Pizza Hut Baseball All-Star Game. Oh no, I did look at that a little bit, because I thought we could <laughs> talk about the 80s baseball in there because that was such a good good run like 84 85 86 87 88 was just amazing baseball well we got to go all the way to 89 because then you oh, got, yeah well if you're gonna but it, 89 was terrible it was that sweep and the earthquake and all that wasn't it nothing to talk about there i guess <laughs> no yeah just, yeah just an earthquake people dying and it's the shit just no no nobody died anyways if you get a chance google the 1985 pizza hut all-star game it's amazing it was all the stars from the era playing an actual slow pitch game against each other commentated by bob costas and like nice. seriously umped it was just really fun to watch <laughs> like they were cuz they weren't holding back it wasn't like celebrity slow pitch game where it was all gimmicky and stuff it was just like right. Here's Andre Dawson playing slow pitch against like Tom Seaver. <laughs> they must just they probably the struggled. No, they didn't. They struggled yeah. a little bit. Like you right. really watch it. It's very interesting. You can't play our game. <laughs> <laughs> well, pros slap and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Two thousand. Okay, so that would be interesting. All star baseball like MLB team against like the world's best slow pitch team in a slow pitch game. Slow pitch one right. game. Slow pitch guys would crush them. You've you ever so? watched it? Yeah. Um, if you watch the slow pitch guys, they because the rules in slow pitch in there are same as our rules, where it's a two home run max. Yeah. You'll see them just hit laser beam line drives wherever they want because home run is a bad thing. Yeah. And uh, they're uh, it's interesting. Well, to the watch. slow pitch league I watched, the guy came up one time and he hit his seven hundred and forty ninth homer of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? That's. <laughs> More home runs than Babe Ruth. That's amazing. In a season. His career home run totals were <coughs> like 61,000. Mm. Um, that's pretty funny. That's probably why they changed the rules to the, yeah, yeah. To the two, two to the two max. Yeah. Okay, so Mike, you guys have to know, Cisco over here, he doesn't do any prep for these. He just goes off his own um, <laughs> Rain Man memory of sports. So I'm going to... I'm going to throw some uh, trivia at him every now and then. Who won the 2002 from the 2001-2002 NHL season, who won the Stanley Cup that year? Oh, shit. 
But keep it now that I realize you haven't paid any attention to anything in two thousand and two. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know this. Yeah, no, that's like Detroit and um, New Jersey were the teams. Colorado were winning in that era. So, frig. I'll give you a hint. Your goalie. Was it the Devils? Guy. No, your goalie. Your favorite goalie. Not, not your favorite to hate goalie. Oh. Oh, Detroit won. Yeah. So Hasek won his cup with Detroit that year. Yeah, so they had, that was the year they had three 500-goal scorers on the team with Iserman, Hall, and Robitaille. Uh, also Lidstrom on the back end and, like, all the Russian guys. Like, just an insane team. Hasek was their goalie. Pretty good team. Yeah. together. They went on a streak, too. Like, that team was good for a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. and getting to our subject, Hasek will come up. Hasek will come up, yep. Uh, basketball, Lakers. Oh, I should have trivia you do that. Who did the Lakers, Lakers. beat that year? Uh, Pistons? No, it's a pretty uh, boring one, actually. I'm trying to think of who was on that team, even. It was the New Jersey Nets, so that would have been Jason oh, Kidd, maybe? God! Yeah. Jason Kidd, 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 like probably. Kenyon Martin, maybe? I wouldn't even remember that the New Jersey Nets were in the NBA Finals. Yeah, God. it would have been one of those years where they squeaked in over probably a more deserving team. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, so here we are, 2002, Olympic gold medal game, Canada versus U.S., pretty neat kind of thing is that one of the reasons we were talking about it is that we, we're going to do some baseball things, we're going to do some hockey things, but we're also thinking, like, we'll wait for baseball season to start. Right. Um, wait for the hockey playoffs to start, maybe, to re- revisit some of those. So right now we're kind of in a weird time where it's, you know, just amping up for those things. So this is when the Olympics would have been, and it's actually 2019, 2002, 17 years ago today was the game, Canada versus what? the U.S. Yeah, oh. February 24th, 2002. No way. Wow, I didn't realize that. So 17 years. 17 years ago. Here we are. Um, American team, Mike Richter and Nat. I think they also had, like, Mike Dunham and... Uh, Oh, I'll, I'll look it up. Maybe it was Brasso as a backup? I can't even think Jeez. of 2002. No, it wasn't Brasso. Well, I'll have to pull it up. Hall, Amante, Roenick, LeClaire, Housley, Rafalski, Gary Suter, Keith Kachuk, Doug Waite, Mike Medano, Brian Leach. They had a good team. Pretty awesome yeah. team. Yeah. Um, Medano and Hall led, were the leading scorers. Medano with 10 points, Hall with 11 points. So that was pretty much the same team that upset Canada in that 1996, remember the Canada Cup? Mm-hmm. They yeah. changed it to the World Cup in 96. And Canada and the U.S. played a seven-game series, or five-game series. Maybe it was three games? I don't remember. Against, uh, against each other. And Canada had a great team, but then the States just stormed back, and it was, like, tied in the final game, and Amante scored, I think, like, a couple goals. Anyways, everyone forgets. It was a miserable experience. Nobody wants to remember it. But it was basically that same American team. Was uh was there? So I guess a couple guys were getting older. Like Ronick would have been older at that point. Um, and then Canada's team, not too bad. Captain Mario Lemieux. So they had to pick eight guys. Do you guys remember this? They had to like ha- name captain eight Mary players. Captain Mario We're not talking about two thousand two then, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was the captain. Thirty five when he played that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Lemieux. He oh was. yeah yeah. The Mew was, right? He was. Yeah, I was thinking 98 again. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll go back to 90. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Because the Lemieux two, missed 98. The 2002 team, they had to come up with eight players for some reason by a certain date. And I was watching the 
special on it and Gretzky was like it was dumb because there was no point to it but we had to name eight guys so they named their eight guys and it turned out seven of them were team captains so it was like they had a pretty good start but they had Lemieux, Sackick, Iserman, Correa, Blake, Niedermeyer, Pronger and Owen Nolan as the as those guys um, Lemieux named the captain so going back to 98 and 98 he wasn't the captain Gretzky wasn't the captain. No, that was one of the big Lemieux things. Lemieux didn't play then. No, Lemieux was retired. Yeah, because he, he was out. And they, uh, they named Lindros the captain right. at 24 years old instead of Gretzky, which was kind of... And the team the team was Gretzky's. All the players looked to Gretzky, right? Right. So, um, and then, then they kind of left Gretzky off of an important moment. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But the biggest foundation for 98 is the fact that that was the first year that professional players played in the Olympics. Right. It was in 98. And it was the first year that women played in the Olympics. Well, we can talk about 98 now. It's a good... Then we'll go back into 2002. But the 98 one, I forgot about that. Because the one before that was the, like, minor leaguers. Because yes. that was the Paul yeah. Correa, Joey Juno team before Korea was in the NHL. Yeah. That was a fun team to watch, too. Yeah. But then they got into... It's almost what it is now, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, it's back to that. Yeah. So, the 98 team, um, there's that, they left Gretzky off the shootout roster. Right. <laughs> yeah, so they had uh, Theo Fleury, which was fine. Yeah. When they got to that semifinal game against Hasek. And they had uh, Raymond Bork shooting, yeah. which was a terrible idea. Defense, yeah, he's a defenseman, right? Yeah. They had Brendan Shanahan shooting, which was terrible. He's a garbage goal scorer in front of the net. They had Joey Newendike, yeah, and they had Eric Lindros, which was fine, but they had on the bench Gretzky and Iserman. Oh my God! Like, why would there's just a lot of mistakes in that? Like, though, and then they leave? Mark Crawford still taking heat over that. Oh my God! And they left Messier off the team in favor of Rob Zamner. Rob Zamner, because <laughs> they thought Rob Zamner would be one of those guys that would be out there killing penalties and stuff. Because Messier can't do that. Apparently. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> They kind of forgot that the ice surface was uh, a lot bigger and the teams were really good over there. So, right. so we could chalk 98 up to a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, a learning curve, big time. But Hasek stole the show. Let's get that in there. He played six games yeah. in the Olympics that year and allowed one goal each game. So he allowed six, basically six goals for the tournament. So I didn't research it that much. This is where we got to take Mike's word on it. Hey, <laughs> I believe it was before my time, I wasn't a big hockey fan in 98. Okay, well, I believe you because I watched Hasek and then they won the gold. Like, Hasek had it like was a, all him. Yeah, yeah, Hasek had like a 960 save percentage or Who something. Who else would they, they would hit Yager. They had Yager. Had, Yager had five points in the Olympics. He was le- he led the team. Yeah. Him and Peter... Like, Martin Straka. Pruka or Straka. Yeah, or Pruka, yeah. One of those guys had five points also, but Hasek just stood on his head time and time again. Which is crazy because Czechoslovakia is not, population-wise, close to some of these other countries. Right? No. And that was the reign of Hasek because 98, he, we just went back-to-back MVPs in the NHL, right? So. Yeah, he wasn't bad then. That was his top. Yeah. Because even when Detroit got him, he was kind of like, over the hump of being amazing, and then he was still good. Right, right. and he was so still, he was still, still good. So they, they beat Canada in the semifinals in that yeah. shootout, and then they beat Russia for the gold medal one nothing. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Nothing. 
beat the Russians. Russia was loaded. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, the Russians were good. So always loaded. So uh, game one, let's go through the U.S. They beat uh, Finland six nothing. Canada loses five two to Sweden. I think Curtis Joseph was the goalie in that. Joseph point. started yeah. right, and then Brodeur took over in the, and the rest to, of and the then, way. So Brodeur is uh, Cisco's second favorite goalie of all time. Not <laughs> even close. <laughs> uh, the states tie Russia in game two. Um, Canada beats Germany three two. I remember watching that game, and it was like everyone was holding their breath because if Canada couldn't beat Germany, Germany. it was like. What is wrong with this team? Right. So there's a some pretty good thing, pretty good interviews with Gretzky after the Germany game, lashing out at the media in Gretzky's way. Like he's never, right. <laughs> he's never a dick. He's no, just, no. He gets a little agitated. I remember when they played the Czechs later. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a cross check or something that occurred, and Gretzky was saying, "If Canada does that, they're suspended. We're a bunch of hooligans. Yeah. But if a European does it, it's quite all right." Yeah. Um. So he has a big kind of outlash about that, which is interesting because Gretzky is still young. Like he's not your typical guy that's picking teams, and he's still, you know, he's not old when he's p- selecting his team in two thousand two. He's just recently out of the league. And, yeah. You know. And that dates way back to the 72 series because that exact same thing happened. Every time Canada did something, they were hooligans, right? They were badasses. But Sweden, you know, ripped out Cashman's tongue and they, uh, they were, yeah, they were, they were horrible. They were slashing and, and, you know, Canada was. How do you rip out a tongue? Oh, well, he <laughs> was, he got amazing. it cut. He had to have it stitched all back together and whatnot. But it's always the way Canada's the bad guy. Yep, and then, so Canada was criticized for being slow and unskilled, which is kind of hilarious, but I think that just speaks to Canadian media being hockey-mad and rabid, like, not really getting it. So anyways, Canada beats Germany 3-2, and then game three, states kill Belarus 8-1, Canada ties checks 3-3. I remember that game really well, too, and it was a relief that Canada tied the checks because it was a good game i think they probably outplayed him if i remember it was 3-3 yeah hasek was good again yeah but lemieux scored against hasek that was a good goal um right and this is where i've got my notes gretzky pissed at the media then on calls so the playoffs canada beats finland two to one with that beautiful goal and kind of go back if they beat check in that game they would have had to play russia which wouldn't have been a good matchup. So that, that tie actually helped them because they played Finland instead of instead of Russia, which is kind of cool. Nice. I didn't know that. Um, uh, Belarus. Uh, oh, Canada beats Belarus in the next game, 7-1. to one. So, <laughs> so Canada got Belarus in the semifinals. Yeah, that was Belarus was kind of Cinderella story, and then Canada. Do you remember Latin. who Belarus beat Sweden? To get was to that, that the game. shot off Sammy Sauer's <laughs> yes. uh, mask? Off his, <coughs> off his helmet, up and in the net. Like it was, I think it was, if it wasn't overtime, it was like towards the end of the game that made it. That was the game. So Canada lucked out again yeah. by having Belarus. They beat them uh, 7-1. U.S. beat Germany 5-0, and they beat Russia 3-2. Um, and then the gold medal game, I think Amante started it off with the goal, but then Canada just, like, everybody's seen those highlights so much. It was just, like, classic goal after classic goal. The Lemieux letting it through his legs off that pass from, I think it was Pronger, comes over the line, passes it, Lemieux lets it through his legs to, like, he looks like he's about to play it, but doesn't. 
Then it goes through his legs to Korea, who just puts it in the net. Just think of classic Canadians. They had Jerome McGinley. They had that might have been the next one, but you have Ryan Smith. I always say he's a classic Canadian. Oh yeah, for the sure. Sackick, the Newendike, the Shanahan, the Lemieux. Yeah. They the classic Canadian international hockey, which. Yeah, that's true. Ryan and Smith was on every Canadian team. It seemed and I don't, ever. I don't even think that was the big story of those Olympics because I think the women's story was even more unbelievable. Okay, so I think I had notes of them. Was the that the year that they they won like they scored the opponents like forty eight to two? No, that was it. No. That was two thousand ten. Okay, <laughs> this right. was the year that the U.S. was had thirty five straight wins. Going into that game, game, into the gold medal game, yeah, yeah. thirty five straight wins. You United States had. And uh, it was also the one they had, I think we were chatting before, this eight straight wins against yep. Canada. Yeah. And on the gold medal game, the Canada's, everybody would hear, Haley Wickenheiser was their star. And mm. uh, before the game, they found out the Americans had Canadian flags on, the, on, their, uh, on their dressing room floor. And after the game, they interview her, and she says, maybe they would like us to sign those flags now after they beat them for the first time in the gold medal game. I forget the score. It was 3-1, and then the Americans scored late, made it 3-2, but Canada held on 3-2. And the big thing of that game was, though, it was in Salt Lake City. So the Americans had, they were basically had home ice advantage. And in that game, Canada had 11 penalties. Wow. That's over a period of penalties against Team Canada, and they still won three two. So nice. that was yeah, that was it was unbelievable. I don't remember much of the men's. I remember really? watching the women's because I thought it was like way more exciting. It was That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. No, I I unfortunately didn't watch enough of the women's. Apparently, um, I, I remember the men's. I have the saddest story about the gold medal game because I was uh, I wasn't in British Columbia yet, but I was moving out there in a couple months to go to school. And so I had a job starting that day that was guaranteed money and was going to finance my trip. And it was mandatory training the day of the gold medal game. So it was <laughs> like, but it was still back in the day when we talked about this last time where you could record things and hopefully not get a spoiler. So I've got it recorded at home. I'm going to a warehouse to train all day. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to hear about the game. This is fine. We get pulled into a training room to watch one of the worst videos on how to like safely pick up boxes. <laughs> they turn on the TV and the game's on, and I see the score, and it's like five two Canada. I'm like, no. <laughs> but it was it was two two I think at the end of two periods. And yeah, it was close. So, yeah, Canada's, I mean the next day I obviously went home and watched it anyways. Canada scored still three kind of, three goals, and I think in the kind of crazy period, to yeah. think the first gold medal in fifty years for Canada was that. Yeah. Like that seems remarkable when we think of Canada's domination at the Olympics from then on out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think after 98, they, they had a summit. <laughs> I know. Literally, I think I remember hearing something about it where they they were like, wait, this is ridiculous. We need to be winning these. I remember a big thing about that year, too. Uh, I was a big Leafs fan. And it was a big controversy because Pat Quinn was named the coach over Scotty Bowman. And everybody thought Scotty Bowman, because they you know won the Stanley Cup and you know that Detroit team was so good, and Pat Quinn was the head coach of Canada and not Scotty Bowman. And I remember that. For some reason, that's the biggest memory. I, oh, there's I always a, there, Yeah, there's always a few things like that. Like um, The league leaders that year, um, so some of the guys that would have been left off the team, maybe, perhaps. Uh, the one guy that stands out, is Adam Oates, but I think we're so heavy at center that it, it's understandable that he's not. 
But Adam Oates was such a good player, and I don't remember ever seeing him on a team. I know, yeah. He was team. one of the great playmakers of yeah. all time. Um, ooh, trivia for you. Who won the Vesna that year? 2002. 2002. It wasn't Hasek, and it wasn't Brodeur. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and it wasn't Patrick Waugh. So Patty Waugh was also, he declined to play okay. on the team. And they say it was because it was they were unsure if it would be him, him, him or uh, Brodeur or Joseph starting. So he's like, if I'm not the starter, I'm not playing. It's kind of the rumor. Would Belfour have been playing back then? I think Belfour was the other, the other goalie. It was Brodeur, Belfour, and uh, but it wasn't Belfour. You guys will never get it. Um, Montreal Canadian. No, Jose Theodore. Jose Theodore. Was that the year he won the MVP, like the Hart Trophy too? I think he just won the Vesna that year. Because he won an MVP trophy. Did he? He won the Hart, yeah. Um, yeah, he did. He won the Hart and the Vesna. Yeah, yeah. So that he was goes a big year. 30-24. The Habs must have been awful because he was 30-24 they were. <laughs> and 10. So it's essentially 30-34. and 34. Yeah. <laughs> but he has two eleven goals against average, and he's like leading on all the extra stats. Like, all the advanced statistics, he's up there. Um, so he, he was really good for a moment there. Yeah, he stonewalled the Bruins in the playoffs. I don't know if it was that year or the year after, the year before, but, yeah, he made... There's a there's a fame, they show it on Hockey Night in Canada all the time, where he kind of gets his... He whirls around and gets his stick, and his stick comes out I know the as one. it's going into the net. Yeah, and, yeah he gets... Um, other notes from the NHL that year is uh, Calder Trophy... Lana Thrashers, Danny Heatley. Oh my God! Yeah. Points Lana leader. Lana Thrashers, the two thousand two. Yeah. Points leaders, uh, Iggy, Jerome McGinley, with ninety six points. So Kucherov's already at a hundred. Yeah. The games come back to. Uh, Thank 19th. God. Yeah. Nineties <laughs> style. No score over a hundred points is garbage. Oh. Um, and then. Where else? So, that really sums up 2002, uh, Team Canada finally winning the gold medal. Again, getting the monkey off our backs. Um, then we lost in 2006, didn't we? Then it was Torino in 2006. Mike, do you remember anything about that? Because I, for the life of me, don't. No. I think because it was in Italy, so the games were at odd times. Yeah, I don't. That I didn't watch a lot of them live. And I didn't do much research on it because it's one of those things that's like, oh, no, we let's lost, just forget so. about it. Yeah, we lost, so we just kind of put it in the yeah. back of our mind. <laughs> that's right. Um, but 2010 made up for it. But I'm trying to think, like, okay, vague memories of 2006 where Canada barely beating Italy. <laughs> do you remember that? Is it coming back to you? <laughs> and like, I think they lost to everyone else, like Switzerland and like who's on that team. We got. We should revisit that sometime. <laughs> yeah, and see, like miserable. that was a bad period of hockey because we were just coming out of the strike. Like yeah. two thousand five, mm-hmm. I think we lost the entire season. Right. Yeah. So that that was an era I just hated hockey. Was, I barely watched it. Was the it. Sweden Finland gold medal game? So was that kind of the those two countries have big rivalry. They finally had their yeah. moment in the sun. Uh, 2010, we finally win again. The golden goal, baby. The golden yeah. goal. So that's a huge, huge one because it's in Vancouver. 
Yes. And it was like a hugely successful Olympics. If you read about it, uh, it's up there over the last like 50 years as being as good as they say that the um, Sydney and Australia Olympics, the Summer Olympics were some of the best ones. And they said the Vancouver Olympics were on par with Sydney as far as like the vibe and the atmosphere. And Canada put a lot of money into their Olympic program for the first time. They had a lot of funds. They had a name for it, Rise to the Podium or something to that. Own the Podium. Own the Podium, that's right. And they uh, there was the first one where Canada was uh, you know, was fierce on on those Olympics. You know, I think they you know, they was top gold medal was twenty seven medals, so they won the most, I think, medals overall. They didn't win the most golds, but that's pretty yeah. Still pretty amazing. Yeah. 14 golds. Um, <laughs> the average temperature in Vancouver was plus 7 degrees, which is kind of funny. <laughs> the spring-winter yeah. Olympics. Um, you said you lived in BC. Yeah, Vancouver I Island and Vancouver is I amazing. I lived in Vancouver Island when I was like 5 years old. No, yeah, do you remember how nice the... Oh, yeah, the winters were, like, just gorgeous out there. It was, like, rain. Well, it rains, but then you get the nice days in between the rain where yeah. it's, like, plus 16 and oh. sunny for a couple days. It was before power for Mike, though, so he had to, you know, take in the weather a lot more. <laughs> All the rain helped. Yeah, Every showers. time I ran to yeah. the outhouse, yeah. Jeff, <laughs> it was like, oh, it's nice out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when I lived there and it snowed like an inch, the entire place would shut down. That was in Nanaimo, which is very hilly, so like, no one has winter tires. And, like, the snow just, it's pretty funny. So I saw people trying to shovel, and it's like they'd never seen a shovel before. Um, Canada, there's a weird note here that Canada wasn't allowed to wear their Hockey Canada logo, which I didn't even realize I was their logo. Like, the yeah. Team Canada jerseys, it's because the black it, and white. Because it's a name brand. It's yeah. Like, and you can't have name brand. No, that's right. They had changed the name of the stadium, too. Did they? Because it was General okay. Motors Place or whatever, yeah. so they had to change the name of it. I remember 2010, too, was also the first year that they had the narrower ice surface um, because it always was Olympic ice surface that you had to have for a, a hockey, but this was the year that they had NHL ice surface, which I think I looked at as like 13 feet narrower. 13 oh, yeah, it's feet way smaller. Yeah. yeah, so this was the first year that they had that. <laughs> I didn't even realize they did that, but um, as far as I'm concerned, Canada will always win on those ice surfaces. It'll always be Canada, U.S., because that's what they grew up playing, and that's what they know. Um, Vancouver had, like, they had, like, five or six players on different teams, right? Like, the Sedin twins were played for Sweden, but it was their home ice. Canucks good? They had Kessler, States, Kessler was in this for the United States. And was Marcus Naslin still on the team? Not in uh, 2010. No, no, not in 2010, no. He would have been a long time. Um, so, pop music, 2010, I was not listening to pop music because I don't recognize any of these songs. Uh, TikTok. Kesha. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, got his groove on. Good stuff. Um, I remember Hey Soul Sister by Train. Uh the, I had to go down the list to number 29 before I recognized I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas. Like, just not, I don't know what I was doing in 2010, but I was not listening to no, radio. me neither. Um, That's probably when other sort, forms of music, you know, digital music and all that was coming out, so you didn't have to listen to what was on the radio yeah, then. Yeah, probably right. So I it could, uh, you know, could play a factor. I wouldn't know any pop music now because I don't listen to that. I have satellite radio in my car and I have digital music at home. I don't listen to stuff I don't like. That's true, eh? Like, it's funny because when we look back to 2002, we're all kind of connected by the, like they call it monoculture, right? Like we're all fed a certain amount of music, certain type of TV. Like, and even now, like movies and stuff, like 
We could be watching completely different yeah. movies from one another, completely different TV shows. But back then, you didn't really have a choice. So it was like, you know, Thursday night was Seinfeld, and everybody yeah. watched Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Academy stuff. Awards are tonight. <laughs> That's right. Go Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't Rami seen Malak, it. Rami Malek, man. He's got to win that. I'll be pissed good. if he doesn't. Um, burn down the, uh, the Academy. <laughs> that, that's that, a song, not a movie, Mike. Burn down the house? <laughs> no, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Is that, I don't even remember what the movie's called. Bohemian Rhapsody. Is it called Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. yeah. You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh, no, dear no. God, you've got to see I it. I will see it eventually when it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> oh. Barry's got it on the Gotta love uh, Freddie Mercury. Um, movies back in 2010, uh, Top movies was Toy Story 3, nice. Alice in Wonderland, Iron Man 2, and Twilight. And, and Inception came out then, which was a great oh, movie. Oh, Inception. I, like I really do. Yeah, you got to watch it about 15 times just to even understand kind of what they're doing. <laughs> it's right. great. I want to see it again now. Yeah, you do. Um, so I had, in 2010, my son would have been six years old, so... Is I have a note here that's golden age of kids movies that year because How to Train Your Dragon came out, Despicable Me, oh, and right. Tangled as well as Toy Story Three. So it was like I saw all those and I have seen all those now eighty thousand times. So yeah, um, I didn't realize that so many of the like classic ones came out the same year. Uh, so remember two thousand and two, the TV shows were like network sitcoms and stuff like that. 2010, the TV shows changed dramatically. So the top shows now are Breaking Bad, Community, Parks and Recreation, Louie, Mad Men, Lost, 30 Rock, Archer, Eastbound and Down. Uh, <laughs> Walking Dead debuts that year. So oh. like, two, like totally different landscape yeah. of yeah. television shows. I yeah, television it. got good. Lost yeah. was my show. I loved that show. I started watching it, but I couldn't. You know what? I read the spoiler when it ended, and I'll never be able to watch it. That, like, that, don't start at the last episode. You know, I just read, like, when it was yeah. done, I read the next day, and I was just kind of curious, and What's I couldn't the spoiler? help myself. I'll never watch it. Weren't they all in purgatory or yeah, something? That's kind of what they're saying, yeah. that it could have been that. Uh, so it's like, that, how many seasons? That's a theory, you don't know about <laughs> oh. it, but... But, like, how many seasons is that, that... Like, like, I can't go back and watch seven seasons now. I know. Knowing that that's the ending. It's something that it's not, but they showed a clip for two minutes of just the crash site with, like, nothing there and no movement. So that was, the like, the last two-minute filler. So people are saying, like, did any of that really happen? Oh, uh, okay. Do you know what the best ending to any TV series was? No. Oh, you guys aren't going to know this anyway, but... Do you, do you remember Bob Newhart, the Bob Newhart show? I remember who he was. Yeah. Well, in the seventies, he had this he had this sitcom, and he was like a psychiatrist, and he would always talk to his patients. And every night, he would end up in bed with his wife, and he'd be talking about like things or whatever, right? Anyway, so he did another one called the Newhart Show, but it was a different one about where he had like Larry Daryl and Daryl. Do you ever hear about those guys? And it's like this little country inn. Sure. Anyway, it was a totally different show. So it went on for so many years. So the final episode, he wakes up and he looks over and it's his wife from the first from the first show. And he goes, man, I had a really strange dream. I was like <laughs> an owner of this country and I was married to somebody else. And it was just like, like... It went right back to that it same. Well, it was done well. Oh, it was perfect. The Family Guy did a spinoff on that. That's the only reason why I know what it oh, is. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, cool. it's funny because I based most of my worldly knowledge on Simpsons episodes. Yeah, yeah that's where it's, it might have been Simpsons, but I'm pretty sure it was yeah. Family Guy that had a scene about that. Yeah, like, it was so clever. Nice. 
Um, so I kind of wish now that you guys got talking about the women's team in 2002 that I paid more attention because the 2010 women's team was fun to watch, but they walked over everybody. They outscored 48 to two. Yes. Um, yeah. What about 2006? What did the women do then? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Some, we got to find it. Uh, look it up, but I think they won that too because I think they had a run, didn't they, where they were just dominating they after they finally. Because Haley Wickenheiser, Carolyn Ouellette, they were all like top of their game in this one. Um, Augusta named team's most valuable player. Uh, the goalie gave up one goal, so that's Shannon Sabotas. Zabatos. Yeah, yeah, she was a. Gave up only one goal in 180 minutes, so that's. Like Dominic Hossick, she was. Good. Yep. Martin Brodeur. That's what they call her, the Marty Brodeur. So no, Canada did not. Oh, where am I looking at, man? Yeah, Canada won gold. Uh, Sweden won silver, and U.S. was actually bronze. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, just to note on the Martin Brodeur thing, so Marty Brodeur won. The gold in 2002. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Hasek didn't win a medal in right. 2002. Yet, Hasek's goals, um, his save percentage was still better than Marty Berger's that year. Looks he played less games. Don't matter. Well, yeah, in does. the games he played, he was still better. Yeah. Okay, for our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> Mike... <laughs> Firmly believes that Martin Brodeur is the most overrated goalie of all time, and that Dominic Hasek is the most underrated. I don't know. Well, he's the greatest. Hasek, of all Hasek time. is good, and we all give him that. But um, <laughs> Brodeur apparently is awful. Oh, despite, we could... despite his like you know how many rings and uh, rings gold and wins, bloody bloody blah. We can we'll do a whole podcast on Martin Brodeur. Martin Brodeur, okay. Oh I yeah, look forward to it. Oh yeah, man, I will tear him down. So, we, in fact, we get him as a guest. That'll be a fun we'll one because we can on start him. with the commentary of uh, Avery in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his stick. Yeah. That was the one time I love Sean Avery. <laughs> well, Avery is just relentless on him, eh? Like apparently he still chirps him on Twitter and stuff. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Who would imagine that they make a rule the next day to stop something that yeah. nobody's ever done before? I know. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, Sean Avery's on a podcast called Spittin' Chicklets. And listen to look for his episode where he's the guest. It's very interesting because he's such a crazy person. Like, yeah. He's just so different than all the other guys that they have on. And I miss that in hockey, though. Those guys did, you know, the... the uh, he's in a league of his own, though. Because there's, like, uh, yeah. the Tidomies and, yeah. and the those guys that are a little bit crazy. But they're, like, kind of crazy like the rest of the enforcers are. Then there's Sean Avery, who's just, like, a sociopath. <laughs> it's just... Do you know that when Ty Domi, you know Bobby Clark? Yeah. So you see the famous shot of Bobby Clark with no teeth in the front, like the missing For teeth? For sure, yeah. When Ty Domi was a kid, he wanted to be like Bobby Clark, so he smashed his two front teeth out on a rock. That's amazing. I didn't right? know that. <laughs> so he could look like Bobby Clark. Wow. So when I heard that, I was an instantly a Ty Domi fan. So. <laughs> and now he's got pictures of him in a Habs shirt. Yeah, I know. He's got little Max sun. on the ice for us. Little Max. Little Max. He is little. Diabetic. They're all Max little. Me, is really? he? He is. Whoa. Interesting. He should do DraftKings. He'd do well. Yeah, yeah. Money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, some other notes. Where Do we want to start with, uh, let's go to game team breakdown. Look at uh, the U.S. team. So, Mike, who's the American goalie in 2010? Oh, Jesus. I have no idea. Jeff, do you know? Can't you guys know. know who it is. You're just not thinking of it. 
Think about the golden goal. Oh, uh, was it Richter? Nope, Ryan yeah. Miller. Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Right. He was awesome. That was like his coming out party. Yeah, he was, he was amazing. quite like disappointed. Like he took that harder than anybody after that game. I remember the interviews. I remember stuff better from the seventies and eighties than I do from the two thousands. It's almost like a whole blank in there. You, you know, it's funny because I was, I kind of feel the same way. Like I remember like the nineties, way better more than, than I do the two thousands. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's weird how it works. But. Um, but anyways, the Americans also had some guys like uh, Jamie Langenbr- Langenbrunner was the captain. Oh yeah, Langenbr- Brian Rafalski, Suter, Dustin Brown, they were the assistants. Uh, Patty Kane, Chris Drury. Okay. And then uh, the show I was talking about, Spit and Chicklets, a couple hosts and mainstays on there, Ryan Whitney and Bugsy Malone. Is that Parise? He yep, Parise. He scored the tying goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the 2002 American team was better than this team. Was. Yeah, I think like, so too. They had like Hall of Famers on that team. This team yeah. just was fairly decent. I mean, they probably had some future Hall of Famers on it, but not. it wasn't like the Medano Hall, right. Kachuk kind of thing. U.S. hockey's come a long way now. The team now, if you look at the stars that U.S. has now, they're... Oh, you got Austin really Matthews big, yeah. and some of these guys. Goudreau, right, like, Eichel. Like, yeah. It's, they have a good team. And yeah. it's probably from these, you know, these Olympics, you know, 2002 Olympics might have did a lot for U.S. hockey and created all these... I think the NHL's got to slack off and put the Olympics back in so we can see all these guys play against each other. Well, and they got rid of that World yeah. Cup. That was really cool. They did. They had the North American young team, which was really cool. And they, they I know. that out, too. Yeah. So it's not the most popular opinion, but I think that uh, Gary Bettman's done some really good things for, obviously, the development of hockey in the States because, like, Matthews is from Arizona. That would never have happened yeah. if you don't throw a team in Phoenix. You got guys coming out of Florida now, like... They are, and the Americans, they just throw money at their systems, right? So yeah. when they want to have good hockey players, they'll develop good hockey players. Well, the number one pick in the draft this year is going to be Jack Hughes, another American, right? Yeah, so. exactly. So, um, yeah, they're doing pretty well. Uh, Team Canada was uh, Marty Brodeur was the starting goalie. I said was. Uh, Niedermeyer's captain, Crosby, Pronger, and Aginla are the A's. Uh, Crosby was young too, and he I didn't realize he had an A. He was only twenty one, twenty two years old. Was he? He was young. He was really young back in. It could have been that young. No, because he came up in two thousand five. Five, it would have been. So like, he would have been twenty ish. So he would be like twenty four. He'd be twenty four. Yeah. It's crazy to think Something how there, think. old he is though. Yeah, because he still looks like yeah. a kid. Because he's thirty one now. So, so maybe twenty two, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. He was young. I remember that I didn't realize he had an age. Oh, he's, well, he's born in 87, for God's sakes. So, what was that? So, three years. No, he, that he can't be born in 87. Eight, eight, seven, eight, seven is when he's born. That's why he wears 87. Really? Why, you guys didn't know that? I didn't know that. He's no. born oh, August okay. 7th, 87. So, that it's 8787. That's why he wears 87. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. So, that's 13 and 10. 23 he was. Yeah. 23 years old. Good. We good said every number. We said num- every yeah. number but 23. Well well done. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he had anything to do with that Olympics anyway. He's pretty much a non-say. Yeah. yeah. You don't you don't see his name anywhere on no. that one. Um so the states beat the Swiss 3 to 1, Norway 6 to 1, and then they beat Canada 5-3. Canada beats Norway 8 nothing. 
They beat Swiss 3-2 in a shootout. What's with, like, Game 2 in Canada and the Olympics just, like, <laughs> not, not playing well, living up to their standards? And then they lose 5-3 to the U.S. So, if I'm not mistaken... They were 6th, I think. They the were 6th. And yeah. the only reason they moved on is because the Olympic tournament is uh, very favorable to the shitty teams. Like, everybody gets yeah. to move on, but they, like... By all intents and purposes, should have been right. disqualified at that point. Again, as like, a Leafs fan, I remember Ron Wilson was the coach of the U.S. team, and he was the Leafs coach back then. Okay. And I remember for some reason wanting the Leafs or the U.S. to do well. I might have been the only one, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of uh, kind of neat. Ron Wilson, he got booed out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy shit! It's like fifty-two minutes, isn't it? Well, we're squeezing kind of two. Two different areas. Oh, I see. Um, We'll wrap this one up pretty soon, too, because everybody kind of, still fresh in everyone's memory, we kind of know what happens. But remind me, Marty Brodeur, he played most of the first three games? Or was it Brodeur, Luongo? Anyway, all I remember is that Brodeur got pulled in favor of Luongo, I think, after the American game. Yeah. And in Vancouver is the big deal because uh, Luongo was. Luongo was a. Bobby Lou! So, uh, Brodeur, of course, everyone should know the rumors about Brodeur was going through a divorce at the time, and oh yeah, that was the distraction. I thought, like, it's got to suck to be going through that, and then also to have it get out. <laughs> just because he was not that good of a goalie. Yeah, no good at all. I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, playoffs, we beat Germany, set up a game against Russia. Remember that game? It was like we were getting excited because... Canada was starting to pick up momentum as they do. It takes them a while to mash, and then they kick the snot out of Russia, seven to three. Um, and then they play Slovakia. Remember that game? I remember that like very clearly. I was at a friend's house. We were back in Toronto visiting, um, visiting people at the time, and watching the Slovakia game. And it was uh, Yarrow Halak was the Halak. goalie for Slovakia, and he was awesome. And it was a really close game, way closer than it should have been. Well, yeah, Halak used to get hot, and he would be unbeatable. Well, that was the year that Montreal, 2010, Montreal went on that crazy run where they had yep. no business beating Washington and beating Pittsburgh. Right, because I was, I was almost of the mind that we should get rid of Carey Price and keep Halak yeah. when they were talking about getting rid yeah. of Halak. Yeah. I'm like, no, I like Halak. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, that was a crazy run. Yeah, it was. Because the, the Habs were down 3-1. to one. To Washington. To Washington. I know. And they were like... They were so much worse than Washington. Yeah. I, mean, I remember watching every game. It was like Washington yeah. was just all over them, outshot them. Montreal would come up and like pull a rabbit out of their hat and just yeah somehow score. I know. That and then wonderful. when they played Pittsburgh, it was the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Camilleri's going nuts, scoring goals everywhere. Then they ran out of gas against Philly. Yeah. But that was a good playoff run. Um, so the States... The States beat Swiss 2 nothing and Finland 6-1. So the States were, like, really good. But, I mean, I don't know. In my opinion, Canada was way better as a team than Americans were. Just in general. They had a better team. Yeah. Um, Canada goes up. I think States scored first, so it's one nothing. Canada ties it up. Is that what happened? I don't know. I, really, I just know it went to I should have put this, put this on here, but... Um, <laughs> I remember that it was 2-1. to one. I remember the 2-1 because... 
because they scored. Uh, U.S. scored really late in the third, twenty seconds left or thirty seconds. Oh, left. oh yeah, they scored. A, yeah, they had their goalie pulled. That was when um, Parise scored. Okay, and that was off. I remember Langenbrunner having something to do with that. Langenbrunner took the shot. Maybe Parise tapped it in or something. Yeah, it was a rebound. Yeah. Um. So. I still think Canada was the better team. I was still expecting them to win, but then it's overtime and it's a yeah, you know, sudden death. Anything can happen, so it was pretty a uh, pretty nerve wracking. Um, but of course, uh, it wasn't too long into overtime that Crosby scores the golden goal. Yeah. Seven minutes, I think it was. If yeah. I remember right. And then so that again, so Canada wins twenty ten, and then we won again in twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. which was the most boring Olympic hockey. It feels like they won every game two to one. I think I saw in your notes, 2010, that uh, what they have, like, 12 million people in Canada. Well, half Canada watched it, or 15 oh, crap. million yeah, yeah, or something yeah, crazy like that. that. Okay, Could so you imagine half the population of an entire country watching one thing mm-hmm. at the same time? So, yeah, here's the quote. So it was the most-watched television broadcast in Canadian history, with an average audience of 16.6 million viewers. Nearly half the Canadian population watched the entire game on average, while 80% of Canadians watched some part of the game. So... These estimate 26.5 million people watched some part of it. The game aired live on nine television networks in eight languages via Canada's Olympic Broadcast Media Consortium. Um, I remember seeing like a infographic afterwards about the amount of water being used in Canada in between periods because that's when everyone went and like simultaneously <laughs> oh, yeah. flushed toilets. That's like the Super Bowl. Like that's <laughs> that's what happens at halftime. It's just it's kind of neat because that was Canada we hosted, so we had a big on that Olympics in two thousand two. It was big because the Americans were hosting, and that was only four or five months after the nine eleven, you know, plane crashes that occurred. And this was the first Olympics in two thousand two. That you know, security was up because of that terrorist attack and all that. So oh, yeah. it's just kind of huge. Both of these are just big, you know, momentum Olympics for mm-hmm. both well, countries. Well, and you can't write a better script for you know, one gold medal game Canada versus U.S. and U.S. Yeah. The next gold yeah. medal game yeah. in Canada, yeah. two te- same teams playing each other basically. Um, so as we talked about, there's no more Olympic hockey, no more. Oh. No more pro. I didn't even watch didn't, the last I watch, Olympics. I didn't, I didn't watch a game. Didn't care one bit Didn't care didn't one iota. I think yep. Rico Feta, was he there again? He's always on the Spangler Cup, so I imagine. I think so. I think there. he was a player. Yeah. Le Perrier was there, I think. Remember, Remember he was on the Habs when they Max did Max Le Perrier. Max Le Perrier. Rico Feta played with the St. John Flames back when I was uh, oh still God. living in St. George. So. I think he was from my neck of the woods, too. For some reason, I'm, I'm picturing him being from like Brampton or Toronto. Can't give us the <coughs> the best of the best in the world, and then say, "Well, now we're gonna take that away now, right?" I know. I tried to get into it. I remember thinking, like, "Oh, this will be fun. It'll be like going back to the '94 Olympics, where it was kind of nobodies and everyone rallied around them." But so did Ovi didn't tough. play, did he? Because he no. threatened he was going to. He no, said, "I don't care. I'm gonna play," no, but he didn't. No, no. no. I think Renee Bork and then he was on the, the cup, so he didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably a good decision. <laughs> Uh, so the last Olympics, though, Canada did win. It was really boring, as I talked about already, because um, it was really low scoring and tight defensive games. And I think Drew Doughty was like the leading scorer with like three goals. Was that in Japan? No, that was, where was that? That was the Russian one. Russia, right. Russia. Sochi. I don't know. Maybe there was more exciting games in there that I'm just forgetting, but if I remember correctly, I don't know. Um, so 
looking forward, no more chances of Canada versus U.S. So like a good Canadian hockey fan, I went on NHL 19 this afternoon, and I simmed Canada versus U.S. in a seven-game series. And if anybody doesn't know, this is a video game. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> NHL 19. If you're listening to this, though, you should know that NHL 19 is a video game. So I, I had to add a couple Americans to the roster. I don't think they had uh, Barzal and uh, oh, who was the other guy. Anyways, I updated the rosters. I put it in the sim. Best of seven. First series, and I say first series because U.S. wins four Four games to two. Oh, <laughs> The Canadian team is insane. It's like the centers are Crosby, uh, McDavid, uh, McKinnon, and Bergeron. Like, oh. there's no way anybody could ever beat that team, but NHL Sim says they do. So then I stimmed it again. So I was like, okay, well, we'll have to see if we can get right. Canada to win. So Canada wins the second series 4-2. So I'm like, okay, they're tied All in right, series. All right, it's like the Canada Cup 87. Here we there go. There we go. So They're now. getting a little winded after these nine games, but. <laughs> so then the next series, sim it again. U.S. wins four games to one. What? So NHL 19 sucks. Yeah. Is the, bot- is the conclusion there. I don't know. U.S. team's strong. Just the U.S. team US is amazing. Is it's like the first line is like Goudreau, Kane, and Matthews. And yeah. then, like, they have a pretty good team, you got to say. I think even on paper they don't compare to what a Canadian team would be. Who would be the goalies? Um, Carey Price. Oh, that's where he went around. And who's the American goalie? Quick. Jonathan Quick. Quick. Oh, Quick, yes. Yeah. yeah quick. <clears throat> so that's where... But even still, I, I think to really get it, we have to sim it like a hundred times. <laughs> or, just, get a better or just idea. enough or to have can. Canada win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> win the overall. There we go. That's right. All right. Well, anyways, thanks, boys, for uh, being part of this again. Um, we'll have to get together sooner. Last time we were delayed because Jeff went away for a little bit. So we'll try to do it on a biweekly basis. So what uh, What are we weeks. thinking next? Uh, there's a few things on the table. we got baseball coming up. Uh, I know that 2004, I'm not a big Red Sox fan, but... The other fun series, we got Jose Bautista 2015. We got hockey back to the 93 playoffs. There's a few options out there. Overrated players? Mm-mm. We could do anything. We should put a poll up on our on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. See what people A poll. There we go. vote for. I like it. There's all sorts of ideas. Yeah. But, yeah, hockey playoffs coming up, so it would be, you know, yeah. it would make sense to do something like that. Uh, we do, like, opening day baseball things like best uh best opening days just because i'm thinking of george bell george bell i remember runs. the three home runs yeah remember yeah. i had matt i was davison. sitting there watching that i had matt davison on my fantasy team last year didn't play him once just terrible player hit three home runs in opening day oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then you tried to trade him yeah. to me and yeah. everyone else in the league that's yeah worked. jeff oh, yeah. came offering him to everybody yeah oh yeah we got baseball fantasy baseball draft coming up we'll have to get Moy in for baseball. Yeah, yeah. We could do a seventh inning only of the 2015 Blue Jay series. Just the have that seventh entire, inning only. Yeah, that's the only part that really matters about that series, too. The whole That thing. was insane. Yeah. Probably was the, the most greatest insane thing I've ever seen. Ball I've ever seen. Absolutely. Right up there with uh, those Texas uh, St. Louis uh, World Series. For everybody Late except innings. Alvis Andrus. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I said to someone that I was like, uh, the last time that I was able to enjoy the Blue Jays winning, I was 12 or 13 years old. So this time, 
when it happened, I felt like a 12 or 13-year-old again, only I was really drunk because <laughs> now I was able to be. So it was like super amplified. It was a great inning. Oh, very, yeah. Very fun. Um, well, anyways, we'll uh, wrap her up for now, fellas, and we'll see you at the next one. Peace out, Good. All awesome. Right. Cheers. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.